Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I've been watching too much Evangelion, and I'm Steve Crothy. I can't do this. <laughs> what the fuck? I am shooketh. <laughs> Did you just bust? Oh, my. Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. <laughs> I am impressed. Jesus Christ. I'm Halls Burkhart, and I have also been watching too much Evangelion. Yeah, man, they released, you know, the final movie <coughs> of the rebuilds, and uh, I don't want to watch it yet. I'm going back and starting over at the very beginning of the series, like you told me to. So I read a spoiler-free review of the latest, the last movie, and the reviewer suggested that, and that's all it took for me to be like, all right. And then, so I sit down, and I start it, and Jesse's sitting next to me on the couch, and she's sitting there and she's watching a little bit and then looking at her phone, watching it. And then slowly but surely it becomes more watching than instead of looking at her phone. And like three episodes in, she goes, um, I kind of want to ask you to not watch this without me. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's I, I would love for that. To happen. And I was like, uh, OK, that's yeah. totally fine. I'll definitely do that. It's so compelling. It's one of those animes that transcends anime. You know, and we haven't even gotten into the weird. Yeah, shit yet. crazy crazy shit <laughs> that's going to be the real test of jesse's interest in evangelion i think i think actually it'll work you know i think it will too so out there in a good way <clears throat> man um it is very good and i can't wait to finish that up end of elvin end of evangelion and then the rebuilds go back into the rebuilds mm-hmm. do you remember how obsessed we were with the rebuilds of evangelion yeah, because I was a bit shaky on it at first. I remember you you hadn't watched them. Had, yeah. And mm-hmm. the second one came out, and I got the first one. Mm-hmm. I went on this like big birthday Blu-ray buying spree at Best Buy one year. And I got the first one, and the second one was out, but I, hadn't, I didn't get it right away. I got the first one. We watched it, got the second one, and then it was like uh, waiting for a new Tool album for that third <laughs> one to come out. That first one, I mean... 
it blew me away. I remember being just like, oh, it had been a while since I watched it and just to see it updated with it. Yeah, and it, so that one covers like, what, maybe the first six episodes of the something series like or that. something yeah, pretty it's, closely. Mm-hmm. It's pretty like almost like shot for shot, just a remake. And the, there's some little things here and there. Tiny things. And then uh, the second one is where it starts going way off book, Divergent. way off series. Mm-hmm. So. The third one is, is was weird. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen the third one. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, maybe because you let me borrow it i may have watched it once and don't remember it Mm -hmm. that could very well be the case that happens sometimes sure um so today what we're going to be doing is a feedback episode or a a listener guided episode as i like to call them we've got some emails and some voice messages so we're we're gonna be lazy and let you guys dictate the course of the show i love it i do too um So, we've got, like I said, some emails, some voicemails. We'll get to those in a second. Before we do that, I wanted to talk a little Halo. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling that Halo is going to be coming up quite a bit this (laughs) season as we uh, ramp up to Halo Infinite. Yep. So, last time, I mean, obviously, we just did a whole ass episode on the first Halo and we kind of mentioned that we'd been playing Halo online. Mm -hmm. Well, that night after we recorded that last batch of episodes, we put in some serious time playing Halo online. And it's funny. So you and I, we played through Combat Evolved. We started playing 2, the campaign. Then we were playing 3, multiplayer. And then as Saturday night went on, we started mixing a little Reach multiplayer with 3, and then eventually four crept its way around the back door, gave us a little reach around, a little Halo 4 reach around. <laughs> and, and next thing I know, last night we're playing Halo 5 multiplayer. We've run the gamut. Yeah, it was fun, though. We were kicking ass at least, I'd say, 60, 65% of the time. <laughs> we lost a, a good few, but um, Halo 5's multiplayer is very good. It feels good to play. Yeah. Honestly, I had fun playing all of them that we played. Uh, you know, when we started... The first time we played uh, a round of Halo 4 last weekend, I was like, "What? why haven't we been doing this? It just felt so new because I've only been playing Halo 3 multiplayer in the Master Chief collection. So to go in and play 5 uh, has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoy 5 a lot. I feel like 5 might... I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think 5 might be one that I spent the least amount of time playing multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a pretty under par campaign you know so yeah. i think and i feel like the multiplayer shipped not in a great spot like i can't a remember there's a lack of content I yeah think. yeah um well you know even when we play granted we were playing um that core mm-hmm. game type or whatever with the four of us and then when we got a group of five we started playing big team but i feel like we got the same three maps over and over uh, yeah, again it just feels like you're constantly playing the same and they're good maps. maps. Decent maps, but yeah, but, definitely needs more variety. Um, That's why it was nice to play big team, because there were some different maps there. Exactly. And we got to fuck around with the vehicles, which I hadn't done in forever. You know, I remember the last time I played Halo 5 multiplayer. And I get, I, my, I gets on Xbox Live, and I see my buddy Steve and our buddy Peyton in a group together playing Halo 5. And I says to myself, fuck yeah, those are my dudes. I'm gonna play Halo with them, and I get in. I'm like, "Hey guys, how's it going? You guys want it? Can I play some Halo?" And Peyton says, uh, "Only if you're gonna play SWAT." <laughs> SWAT. And I'm like, "Hey man, I I don't like SWAT and I suck at it, but 
I'm going to play with you guys, so uh, I'll, all right, I'll play. And then I, 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 when, when I open up with, I'm not good at this game type, guys, I expect a little understanding. <laughs> Our friend Peyton is pretty hyper-competitive. Uh, rage. <laughs> he's mad. He's mad boy when he plays. I haven't played video games online with Peyton in years, so maybe he's calmed his ass down a little bit. But at the time, he was an angry boy. Yeah, he'd get mad. You know what I mean? And so two matches in, he starts yelling at me. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't like SWAT. I don't like it. SWAT. And he's just yelling. And then Peyton, like, he might be in the Guinness Book of World Records for broken Xbox headsets, mainly during Destiny. I remember several times during Ooh. Destiny hearing Peyton go, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Walking out of his room here, the door slammed. Yeah. And then you get a message, a text message is like, I broke my headset. <laughs> I wonder how many holes in his wall. Oh, my had. God. Shaped like a, a, a pack-in Xbox One headset. <laughs> and just threw that thing through the drywall. Like a Looney Tune outline, you know what I mean? art. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last memory I have of playing Halo. Well, before... Here in the last day or so. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you've never played Halo, like normally in Halo, you have to down a guy's shields and then kill him. So there's a little bit of an art to it. Right. You mean the main conceit of Halo exactly. is that it's super soldiers with right. shields? Yep. And so the SWAT version is basically just like Call of Duty Halo, where you can just, if you shoot somebody, nobody has shields. So if you shoot them in the head, they're dead, you know? And that's that's not really what Halo is. Cursed about game to type. Me. Yeah. I used to like doing it in Reach because it was an easy way to get. Like those daily bounties. challenges, yeah. Like yeah. The, get five headshots. I could get that in one match <coughs> of a SWAT. You yeah. know, it was SWATs were kind of good warm ups for me a bit because I would get used to aiming for the head. The, you know how it's sh- SWAT. <laughs> they should call it sweaty, <laughs> sweaty <laughs> man. But we don't we don't have to do that. We didn't do that last night. Oh, I don't even see it as an option. Like I don't. When I look through the playlist options, I don't see SWAT. <laughs> I do not see SWAT. No, you have to go do that in customs. I think a custom custom game. Well, fuck all that. But uh, anyway, so Infinite, we're looking forward to. I think right. Uh, so uh, Steve, even Steve I, is a little hot under the I, collar. I was, I was more upset yesterday that you know three four three came out and announced that basically they're not going to have co-op campaign available at the beginning nor forge right which i understand there's a lot of people upset about forge and that's you know that's understandable but that's not my issue i i'm pretty upset about the co-op campaign not being a thing Mm -hmm. but you know whatever i'm still gonna play the game so i totally get it because especially considering you and i have been hitting halo campaigns pretty hard here Mm -hmm. you know and it is a bummer because i do love so I, I like both experiences. I like playing the campaign solo and sort of wandering and right. sucking in the story and taking it at my of own course, pace. I do too. My favorite way to play Halo campaign, though, is co-op. Sure. And I mean, like, they said they're going to have that within three months, I yep, think, of launch. During the second season. I really hope they can stick to that. Yeah. That's, the, that's kind of the question because they're not good at hitting projections. Well, so this is my question, right? This game was supposedly going to be an Xbox Series X launch, launch. title. Mm-hmm. Now, if we are looking at a year later, a year post-launch of the console, and we're going to get a version of Halo Infinite that doesn't have co-op, doesn't have Forge, uh, 
that thing was never coming out as right. a launch title. Oh, no. I just don't how was close. that supposed to come out as a launch title? And I I can appreciate that they're trying to make like a really expansive mm-hmm. like campaign with like a open world elements and stuff. So I can appreciate that it's probably a little more difficult to do the co-op in this one. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing like we did we talk about it last week or the week before? I don't know, man. Time is an illusion. <laughs> it's a flat circle. Uh, uh I kind of wondered if we would end up getting the multiplayer and then they would delay the campaign to hit some sort of, and you know, at the end of the day, the thing we're going to put the most time into is the multiplayer. Right. So the fact that we're going to be able to play multiplayer more or less is the most important part to me. You know, I'll play through the campaign and then when we get co-op enabled, we'll play through the campaign and that'll be fine. But I don't, I just don't see how it was ever supposed to hit that original like launch. If, if I'm going to be honest, 343 hasn't really done a good campaign yet anyway. F- totally. We, like, okay. I mean, I don't want to say they're bad, but they're like not. Well, five's pretty bad. I think five's pretty bad. It Now, so fours is okay. It's okay. But it's for me, it's be, below all the other Halos. To me, yes. Four is my second least favorite campaign from a story standpoint. At the end of the day, both campaigns four and five, I'm playing Halo. It's kind of like right. watching Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm watching mediocre Star Wars, there's lightsabers, there's spaceships. I'm having a good time. That's how I feel about playing the campaigns for four and five. They're okay to play. They're fun enough as it is. The story in four and five is, is rough to me. Uh, I think fours is better than fives, mm-hmm. but uh, I just think... I hope they nail this one. And it seems like they're going for a bit of a soft reboot. Which is good. I think is good. More chief, better. Yeah. Look, I'll be honest with you. I want to play as Master Chief. That's what I'm saying. You know, Everybody like, wants to play as Master Chief. We're playing chief. The, the campaign for Halo 2 anniversary right now. And it's fun as hell. But I don't really fucking care about the Arbiter level. Yeah, I don't care either. Arbiter is a better character than Locke. Yeah. Lock's pretty Spartan well. Lock. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think obviously Reach did a really great job of making you care about playing as a character that's not Chief. Yep. So did ODST. ODST. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible. No. And, it, and, you know, if Halo needs to move on from Master Chief eventually, I totally get it. They kind of tried to do that with 3, and then they were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like CD Projekt Red doing the... NFL cornerback style backpedal on doing another Witcher oh, game. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know those nerds in Poland, right? Is Poland, right? Is yeah. that where CD Projekt? You know they are fucking typing on their keyboards, programming up another Witcher game right now. And you know how they were like, that's the end of Geralt's story? Bullshit. <laughs> Geralt will be back in full fucking force. Getting they out might of a do- bathtub. It, it, and you want to know, it's just like how uh, Mass Effect was like, we're done with Commander Shepard. And then they did Mass Effect Andromeda, and people were like, this sucks. And now, you, you, what is what are all the teasers for the new Mass Effect hinting at? Oh, guess who's back? From the ashes. Commander Shepard. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. So, yeah. I, I, we will be seeing Geralt again. Yeah. I bet you they do try. I bet you they try a game without Geralt. And He'll be in it, too. Oh, yeah, as like a side character. Yeah. He'll, he'll have a side quest like, for you. A Striga. <laughs> Striga. Striga. 
Spriga. Spr- whatever, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> fucking, that fucking flat ass voice act. Mm, yeah. There's a Striga here. <laughs> Triss, they did you dirty in the show. Triss. <laughs> they, they did do her dirty in the show. <sighs> so, yeah, I am. Um, I'm very excited for Infinite. It is a bummer. Like you said, Forge, it's never really been something I fuck around with. Me I don't either. know if I have a single memory of messing with the Forge. No, mode. I think we've played some Forge levels, though. I'm sure. Throughout the years. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what, it's a big thing for the community. You know, the yeah. people who really do get into that make maps that a lot of other people enjoy. And I, I'd be down to try and make a map. I just don't think I have that I no, in I me. Maybe, a long, maybe like 20 years ago, I might have tried something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You know me, like, we get into my Forge map, and it's an empty field with a big metal dick in the middle. And I'm like, hey, guys, look at that. That's a it's dick. The, it's the only cover on the map. You have to take cover behind the dick. Oh, and I want to give a special shout-out before we move on. I want to give a special shout-out to two two folks who really went above and beyond for their homies. I don't think we gave them enough appreciation for this. So we last week, we were like, hey, we've played Halo 3, Reach, and 4 multiplayer next weekend. You guys go ahead and start installing it now. We'll play Halo 5. And our buddy Nick Samari and our buddy Jeff Ling were like, uh, that's not on PC. And I was like, oh, that sucks. I never realized that. Um, that, yeah, they didn't release that for the PC. For the PC. And so I was looking around online, and I guess you can play it through, like, the xCloud streaming service that they're doing now. So I sent, like, an article about that to the group just seeing like hey maybe you guys want to try this and then last night uh you hit me up we start we get in a halo match make or a halo fire team will joins us and i was like all right cool we'll play halo 5 until the other guys get here and then we'll move over to master chief no big deal nick gets in the party and he's like oh y'all are playing halo 5 and then for an hour and a half an hour and a half we just hear nick far away from the mic being like where's this goddamn xbox where's my controller like the dude went and fished his xbox out of storage hooked that thing up got, still down. still participating in the conversation just from afar from You'd afar hear- yeah we'd be like oh such and such and he'd be like ha yeah. <laughs> Jeff does the same thing, finds his Xbox, gets it all hooked up, and the next thing you know, we're playing with these mouse and keyboard dudes who are bitching about playing on controller. Yeah. Understandable. Oh, totally. God, that's a tough, tough. But they move. get special props for being. They were down to clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're last they're, night. they're valuable members of the fire so, team. Yeah, I, I got to give it up to Jeff. Jeff doesn't listen to this. Nick will hear this in like twenty twenty three. And we'll be playing Halo Infinite 2 or some shit. And he'll be like, oh, you know, I listened to you guys' like 13th episode today. And you guys gave me a shout out. And my fucking weed-addled brain will be like, huh, what? What, did we, what were we talking about? I love that the that you went to 2023s talking about Halo Infinite 2. That is That's I, not, ha- not going to happen. I, I'm an optimistic dude, You should Steve. have said 2043. 2043, for sure. So, um, yeah. That's, I think that's about it. Yeah, so in some, I'm bummed about it, but it's not the end of the world. About the co-op campaign. Yeah. I am bummed, but, you know. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. I would be more bummed if they were like, we're bringing out the campaign, but no multiplayer this year. Mm-hmm. That would be a bigger bummer to me. Yeah, oh, yeah. They'd have a riot on their hands. Oh, my God. Woof. 
Shoo. <laughs> they might want to evacuate the building. Mm-hmm. So, um, you want to get into some, yeah, some get feedback? Some, okay. some feedback going. Well, first off, I got a message from somebody we talked about recently, and that's our buddy, Mr. Tom Sutton. Oh, Intercontinental, Intercontinental Tom. Tom. Oh, man. He's my hero. And he said, hey, guys, I'm really loving the podcast. I have a question for you. What have been your most game-changing, I'm living in the future gaming moments? Two of mine have been Psycho Manus vibrating the controller in Metal Gear Solid and using the sniper rifle on the dam for the first time in GoldenEye. All the best, Tom. Life-changing game. Like, oh, my God, this changes the game moments in gaming. I can tell you one. The first time I played a good VR game, that's a game changer. And I don't talk about it much because I feel like people get a little cringy with the VR fandom sometimes. Like, you have some people that are like, oh, there's no, why play it if it's not in VR type thing. But playing VR, especially on the Oculus Quest, the all-in-one unit with no wires, it's pretty impressive. Nice. It is pretty impressive. There's something about that that you can see where it's going. You know what I mean? It's still in its early stages. Like, you know, I don't think I've played a VR game longer than 30 minutes. But you could see how it would eventually get somewhere. I really, really I really would like to try one. I've never played VR anything. But I would really like to do that because, like, should, honestly, decent way to stay in kind of some shape. You can yeah, do, dude, like, the I boxing play, stuff. Well, I play Beat Saber, and mm-hmm. it's a decent little workout. Yeah. I sh- obviously, I should do it a little more. <laughs> and I have another game that's almost like a Streets of Rage type beat-em-up game, mm-hmm. but in first person. Where you throw your hands. Oh, yeah. And that shit's fun. <laughs> yeah. That shit's fun. Yeah, I imagine eventually I will join that train. Well, so what I was going to say is maybe for an episode sometime, you come over to the house I strap the Oculus Quests on you, and then we do an episode about it. See what you think of it. Yeah, Yeah. sounds good. Um, Do you have a life? Yeah, I I definitely do. I have uh, have a couple. Um, One, the first one that comes to mind is uh, when Nick and I we installed a graphics card on my PC, which actually brought it up to some pretty decent standards for the mid '90s. And I played Half Life for the first time. Oh my god! And like, there was just so much that it did differently than all the other first person shooters and it did it well like Mm -hmm. like added real tension to the game real kind of cinematic storytelling i still remember a part where there's like a dying soldier and you of course run to him and then get killed because there's a sniper like trained on you from a building and Mm -hmm. it was the first time something like that had happened i remember just being like people can do this in a game this is this is insane to me uh the ai Mm -hmm. in that original half-life was crazy at the time it was i was like wow when like the marines show up (laughs) i remember seeing like i can't even remember where it was because this was pre-g4 this is well before g4 but i remember seeing something about half-life on tv and being like i want to play that game that is a game i would like to play yeah that that game definitely upped my expectations for lots of things going forward yeah um, another one would be more recently, The Last of Us Two, like just the graphics, the graphics, the, the storytelling, the storytelling, the presentation, and like how when like you'll kill somebody 
and you'll hear like one of their squad mates go like, "Oh my god, Gene!" You know Gene's what I mean? Like, dead. Just, just like yeah. they, they just randomly name people, and and oh my god, it's so brutally realistic. And some of the cinematics that they do really hit like an uncanny valley for me, mm-hmm. which a lot of games haven't quite done yet in, in terms of, um, you know, just looking like so lifelike. Yes, Ooh, it's crazy. <laughs> so another one for me. Well, here kind of related to Tom's, and then I'll get to another one for me. What do you remember as being the craziest console transition? Meaning like you went from, this is just an example, not that this would be your answer, but going from NES to Super Nintendo, like holy shit, the game, like this is so advanced. To me, in my mind, the one that I always go to is sort of the transition between the 16-bit era to that playstation 64 uh what would have playstation 64 saturn Mm -hmm. that that first 3d sort of console era of gaming was a huge transition that was um i feel like atari to nintendo was Uh, was honestly pretty good that's a huge one um but you know they've all kind of had their things i seem to remember xbox to 360 what wasn't impressive to me at first like to me it just looked like the same shit okay so i was gonna say the same thing as it seems like but as we go further mm -hmm. that that feeling of oh wow this is a serious step up happens less right so like between playstation 2 and 3 right i had a playstation 2 i get a playstation 3 and i'm playing games like you know resistance fall of man and shit and I was like, okay, this is cool, but it didn't feel like I had just bought a $600 new PlayStation. Right, 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 right. Now, later in the console's life, when you get things like Uncharted 2 and you get Last of Us and things like that. Demon Souls. Demon Souls. It starts feeling like, you know. Of course. Yeah, that's the same it's, thing. Xbox 360 is one of my favorite thing. consoles of all time. But it took a while to get but there. But when right? I saw the graphics at first, I was like, this looks no different than what, what I have at say, home. What would you say the first holy shit game on i know what i would say for the 360 was the first one hmm what would you say yours was gears of war oh yeah that's a great one came yeah. out about a year after mm-hmm. the console yeah came that's out. definitely the one it came out right around the playstation 3 and if you could get an hd tv yes which i i it took me a minute to get that but once you got the hd tv with really, one of those consoles yes, then yes. you kind of saw what the big deal was exactly see that that was uh, that was also my transition from mm-hmm. a heavy from this from TV from the standard definition to the HD defi- uh, HD era of TVs alongside consoles a huge step magic moment. and so Gears of War came out right right around the time of the PlayStation Three and I had my shiny new stupid expensive PlayStation Three and this is around the time Will and I are really becoming friends and dude. Will was not the sweet guy you know now. He was constantly <laughs> dunking on me about that PS triple. Oh, man. Dunking on me. He was like, oh, triple. really? Well, have you seen this? And was showing me Gears of War. And I was trying to be cool. You know? <laughs> In my head, I was like, the fuck? And I was like, I, I mean, I, I guess it, it. Yeah, I guess it looks cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it looks cool. Like a year later, I'm like, I got to get it. I gotta get an Xbox. Yeah, that console was just getting started. Really, gosh, that was for real, it's crazy. Um, 
another big moment for me more inside sort of the pc era was the transition to disc from disc-based media to cd-rom-based media you know what i mean going from playing you know your your um earlier king's quest and space quest games to playing like escape from monkey island with full voice mist mist or phantasmagoria do you remember that one seven i remember Sierra game right yep yep one of the i want to say one of roberta williams last games uh not great no but I was hyped for that game. I was like, oh, it's a horror game. It's more mature. I was going to say, it's on seven CDs. Did that game have boobs in it? No. Phantasmagoria 2 had boobs in it. Fucking, not even like live action boobs. <laughs> the first pair of exposed boobs I ever saw in a video game was Phantasmagoria 2. <laughs> Seminal moment, or should I say, seminal. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. So, yeah, that transition. That's when, because like I feel like before then, you know, my dad had a, you know, a Tandy computer, Mm -hmm. and I would play Space Quest. I think it could handle the first three Space Quests, maybe the first four King's Quest games. Awesome games. Uh, Police Quest 1 and awesome 2. Awesome game. That's the kind of shit I was playing. And then years later, when we finally got a computer with a CD-ROM, like then I would go back and play all those Sierra games I missed that my computer couldn't run anymore. And then that's when I really got into PC gaming as a kid. And that was also not too far before Half-Life. You know, Quake. Starcraft. Star- Jeez, Starcraft, yeah. Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3, although that was much later. The first Diablo. Yep. Jedi, uh, Dark Forces 1 and 2. Lots of good shit. One of my, okay, one of my greatest gaming moments ever, right, came out of tragedy. In 1996, me and my dad were hanging out at the house. My mom and my sister were at a football game for our school. And I remember I was watching The Real World, that MTV joint. Oh, yeah. And my dad was sitting to my right on our computer. And he got up and he went into the kitchen. And I heard like a a real loud snap. And my dad comes hauling ass in there. And he goes, get the fuck out of the house. It's on fire. Oh, and, and I'm like, what? And then he picks up our telephone, our old landline, calls 911. He's like, my house is on fire. So we run out. And sure enough, our laundry room engulfed in flames house burns down i lose my star wars collection i lose all my video games we move into a rental house while um our house is being rebuilt and my dad he's like hey so they did all the insurance adjustment and he was like look you know we're not gonna not replace some of you guys' stuff the insurance wasn't like hey here's money to replace all that star wars stuff but uh it was there was enough in there for me to get my own computer for the first time. Oh, nice. So we go to buy a computer and then he's like, pick out a couple of games. And I was like, (laughs) say no more. (coughs) Say no more, Mr. Burkhart. (coughs) So I got dark forces Two Jedi Knight, 
and the original Diablo on the same Ooh. day. Took those home and inst- you want to talk about some good gaming times. <laughs> those are two classics right there. Really good. I mean, Diablo is an incredible yeah. classic. All right. Hey, Tom, thanks for uh, emailing in, buddy. Yeah, thanks for that, buddy. Uh, huge Church of Misery fan and enjoyed your work on Horizon 2, buddy. <laughs> Listen to that. Sheesh. All right. So we got one more email before we go into voice messages. This one is from Jesse McGarity. <laughs> she says, big fan here, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> She's trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> Fuck, Mary, kill. <laughs> Cammy, Tifa, Oof. or Cortana? Cammy, Tifa, or Cortana? First thing I'm going to say is this is all a fantasy because none of them would put up with me. (laughs) But that's the purpose of these, I guess, is we're going full on fantasy land. This is a tough one, though. I've I've got it already. I think. Let's hear your answer. Okay. Peace and love. I got to kill Cortana. Yeah. You know why? That boat, too. Because you can't clap them digital cheeks. (laughs) You can't clap digital cheeks, Steve. Yeah, but she could stimulate the part of your brain that was uh you know yeah i'm sure that's great <laughs> i'm sure that's great i can do that too it's called a wet dream right right you can do that on command yeah oh okay. i got that's pretty pretty awesome <laughs> yeah it, not really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's real awesome until you have to change your sheets seven times a week you know i could live with that mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, you can't clap <laughs> You can't clap them digital cheeks, right? And number two, I feel like 343 has already fucked that character enough. (laughs) Zing. Got him. Got him. All right. I'm having relationships with Cammy. (laughs) And the reason Cammy is not up for marriage potential is because I feel like she would kill me. Yeah, but she could also protect you very well. I think all three of them could. I think Cammy would do the best job. Probably. But I also feel like I would annoy the... Sh- I feel like I'd annoy all of them, but I would annoy Cammy so much that she would kill me. Oh, man. So it's best that it's a one-time encounter, and she fucking, you know, does I mean, her Cammy thing. Ka- Kylie Minogue Cammy? I'd be like, I just can't, can't get you out of my head. I love that song. Um, so, yeah. Relations with Cammy and a Mary and Tifa. Tifa just seems like a nice lady, right? She's she's a small business owner. And might I add. <laughs> Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Lord have, 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 Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. That's that's my answer. Cool. Let's move on. There's no way that that's no. You got you got it. No 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 no. I ain't putting myself out here like that. Like that, bro. I just laid myself out. All right, so here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna kill Cammy. Peace and love. Peace, peace and, and love, love. Peace and love. Peace and love. 
But uh, why milk killing? The military types are just not really my type. See, that's that's another thing. I, d- I just don't. I I can't see myself living day to day with her being like, Shadow Lou this and yeah. Shadow Lou that. I'm gonna have relationships with Tifa. Okay, you know, just because. You know, Lord have mercy, I'm about I mean, to bust. There's that, but you know, she's a bartender, yeah. so like, just hang out with her here and there. Just yeah. like shoot the shit, have a few drinks, play a little darts. Yeah, play some, some darts, hang out, have okay. her make a special drink for me. Uh huh. She's always going on dangerous missions, though. Yeah, because look, like that's the thing. Being married to Tifa seems like a lot of anxiety. Yeah, for one. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a lot. It, it is anxious inducing. She's, she's going on all these missions for Avalanche, right? Uh, like, you never know if she's coming back. You're having to hang out with Barrett yeah, and Cloud. Barrett's kind of a dick, you know? Yeah, Barrett would hate me. And it's not like I get invited along on the missions on Avalanche. Right, no. What am I going to do, yeah, Steve? When you see Cloud, you walk in, you're going to be like, uh... Is she fucking him? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's probably fucking be, right? him, right? She's gotta be. Look at me and look at him. She's yeah. probably fucking she's him. She's known him my since back. she was like three. Man, you, you, I could have used you these these thoughts when I made my decisions. Hey, man, you know. But I yeah, I'm marrying Cortana, dude, because um, she lives in your head. She digitally project her. Uh, you know, she'd probably she be could down give for me whatever. a waypoint or two to make things <laughs> a little easier. I'm gonna be honest. She's uh, she's definitely the smartest of the bunch. Uh, if well, I she's need... an all-knowing AI. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you only got seven years with her before she goes rampant. Oh, yeah. We'll ret- retcon that. <laughs> they definitely should. <laughs> yeah. They definitely. I'm, should. I'm preferring in my head canon. It's Bungie Cortana, not <laughs> not Halo Four and Five Cortana. It's my fantasy. Damn it! I do what I want. <laughs> We're in the realm of fantasy. <laughs> anyway, while mine wasn't as funny as yours, there, I don't there know. Go. I think you came with better. Well, I got there from standing on the shoulders of giants as yourself. My goodness. I'd still say you can't clap digital cheeks. An all-knowing AI can figure something out. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but I just, I don't know, man. I prefer physical cheeks instead of di- I'm much like a video game collector. I prefer physical over digital. <laughs> Let's move on. Let that me get them beautiful. Let me get them limited edition cheeks. <laughs> Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got a voicemail, and this is from Neil. Neil, what's up, Paul and Steve? Uh, just giving you a quick call from Chicago. It's your boy Neil. Um, just got out of work. Um, doing a little bit of. Uh, Elevation, if you know what I mean, um, and elevating myself, and my mind got wandering. Um, I was thinking specifically, what if you were trapped on a desert island and you could only choose one video game character as your partner to help you escape, or maybe live on the island? I don't know. What's your choice? Um, what are they going to help you do? Are they going to help you gather supplies? Are they going to help you build a boat or a starship to escape the islands? You know, so who's the video game character? What tools do they bring? What are they going to help you do while you're there? And how are they going to help you live or survive or escape? All right. Hope you guys are doing great. And again, thanks for the great podcast. Oh, yeah. And again, thank you so much for the $20 gift card for the review contest. I truly appreciate it. Uh, as I mentioned to you guys on Twitter, it did go toward Red Dead Redemption. So I'm currently uh, building up to that, uh, finishing out uh, playing Control currently, which 
as an amazing soundtrack, I have to say. So if you guys haven't checked that out, it is on Game Pass. Uh, but anyway, thanks again. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, thanks, Neil. Yay, man. Yeah, Neil was our, our first winner of our gift card giveaway. We're sitting at 29 reviews, guys. 11 more. Come on, I see how many of you motherfuckers listen to this show. There have been some really nice reviews, they by have. the way. They're yeah. very nice. Um, Yeah, ne- fellow Slay the Spire enthusiast, Neil. Yeah. I love that game. So, who are you taking with you? Um, First first thought, Solid Snake. Okay. Because uh, I want to go less creepy in this one, you know? Like, I'm yeah. trying to think, like, who can actually help. I think he's pretty uh, crafty and, like, you know, Snake Eater. He lives in the jungle for... Forever he eats snakes and stuff. He, okay. he, he definitely knows how to survive in tough environments. The version of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid 3, that's the dude. Yeah. That's the one. That's a good... Think now, that's, how's he getting you off the island? Now, uh, well, who knows? Like, he probably uh, knows how to Smoking make... Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> if I smoke enough of these cigarettes, we'll get off this island. If he's around, then there's probably a good chance that there's a military outpost somewhere nearby that he could sneak in and... Steal a jet or a helicopter. Hook somebody up to a weird little balloon that pulls <laughs> him up into the sky. <laughs> what the hell was some weird shit? Man. Kojima, you are one weird dude. I would be... In Metal Gear Solid Five. the shit I would be attaching to those weather balloons. <laughs> that was Cool game. <laughs> I want you know I never finished Metal Gear Solid 5 and I want to go back to it you want to talk about like I don't think we could ever reach the level of creepy dudes <laughs> talking about video game ladies as Kojima did with that one character quiet was there that her name I couldn't remember yeah the sniper quiet. yeah <laughs> Hawes is, is doing some quick research. <laughs> Bro, that shit was uh, creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty creepy. And and he was basically like, oh, I made this character because I want to see ladies cosplay as it. Oh, okay, buddy. But at least you can be honest about it, I guess. But. I think if we really went into his brain and translated that statement, it would come out as, Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> Um, so who I would take on an island, and, and it, it, I know, given the previous discussion, this is going to sound like fucking Mick Foley down bad halls is about <laughs> to be a creep, but I, I'm not, man. I, I, I literally think this person has multiple experiences of escaping uh, deserted islands. Lara Croft. Okay. And specifically the rebooted right. version of I'm not looking for that that them fucking spiky boob <laughs> tank top kids fucking jerking off to six polygons right. version of Laura Croft, you know? The more fully realized one. Yeah. I cuz she's badass. Mhm. Yeah. Granted she has a higher kill count than fucking John Wayne Gacy, <laughs> but she's badass. Yeah, if you if you've played those games, you know how brutal they are. Mm-hmm. She kills lots and lots of people. I say this. I think that rebooted um, version of Tomb Raider is one of the best examples of taking a previous franchise and rebooting it. It's really good. I like Doom 2016 as well. That is also up there. Now, I've not played the third of the new uh, Tomb Raider games, but the first two. Are really good. Specifically, I really enjoyed the first one. I beat the hell out of the first one. Me yeah. too. 
twice. I played it on the 360, mm -hmm. and then in the earlier days of the Xbox One, when there wasn't a lot to play, right. I got the definitive edition or whatever <laughs> sure. and replayed it all over again. It's a good game, yeah. And uh, the second one had a bit of bloat, kind of lost me a bit in the mid mm -hmm. mid game, and I never played the third one. Yeah, I, I would like to go back and finish that series because I thought they did a really good job with it. They they did a good job of like retooling it to where it's not as over the top and not as fantastical, and but also keeping that weird supernatural indiana jones thing going on with it too you know who can teleport video game character who's your first teleporting video game character because they'd be a good person to take on yeah. a deserted so, hey we'll just hang out here for a little while <laughs> just and catch then some we'll raise yeah eat a few coconuts mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe fish you learn how to fish with a net coconut water is good for your skin mm -hmm. you know getting my wheelchair stuck on the beach you want to talk about Unless we're talking a lost situation, a lo uh, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse's lost situation, the me getting stuck on a deserted island, a nightmare scenario. <laughs> Wheelchair and beach does not equal that great of a time. Yeah, it's not a match made in heaven. And by the way, they make beach wheelchairs. My mom rented me one for my sister's wedding. <sighs> There's something. <laughs> there's some they're super tall and they got these big inflated tires they're something <laughs> they sure are something picturing you going to the beach in like a lifeguard tower with wheels <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like <laughs> and poor jesse's like this thing weighs like 400 pounds and you throw me on there <laughs> wheeling around a refrigerator on the beach <laughs> there's got to be a better way uh who can teleport like, the first person I ever think of with teleporting is Nightcrawler, and I don't think he really counts as a video game player, a character. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I think Solid Snake from specifically Snake Eater and Lara Croft Two are good choices. Pretty, pretty good choices. Yeah. Thanks for the email, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Or the voicemail, <laughs> sorry. And, hey, you guys should be like Neil and leave a review, and maybe you win a gift card. That's right. And spend it on a game that you can add to your backlog and maybe never play. <laughs> he spent his on a game that's like very long. Yeah, it and might take him, uh, you know, 140 hours. Mm -hmm. and, and 40 of that is an epilogue. <laughs> an epilogue. <laughs> an epilogue. You could beat Final Fantasy VII soup to nuts in the time it takes to beat the epilogue. Why don't people ever say nuts to soup? I don't even... What is the origin of that? I don't know. Soup to nuts. Who knows? I think we might have to look this up. What What would your guess be? I really don't know. Maybe so, it's just like uh, it represents like an entire meal course. Yeah, but who like, it finishes... A, with nuts? I don't know. Who finishes a... Who, who who finishes a meal with nuts? Like, I, I understand... People who live in, in the forest, I don't know. Soup being the first course. Right. But nuts? <laughs> Any luck? It just says, soup to nuts is an American English idiom that conveys the meaning of from beginning to end, derived from the description of a full a full course dinner. There, Yeah, so full course dinner. I don't know, I guess they have... Maybe with this English... They have some weird sayings over there, man. Ah, oh, just I had some soup. I had uh, 
I had some beef Wellington. Mm-hmm. And then for dessert, <laughs> handful of nuts, baby. <laughs> English nuts. Fuck your nuts, son. Fuck. Man, fuck my nuts. All right. Uh, we got one more voicemail, and this is from Emily Lind. Oh, cool. Hey, of, Emily. Of the Canto Bite Dispatch. Hey, guys. This is Emily calling in to say that I have loved the podcast so far, even though I must admit I am not much of a gamer myself. So I was hoping you could maybe talk some of your favorite casual games, like the kind of stuff that you play on your phone when you're sitting on the toilet. Just easy, like, puzzle shit if you're in any of that. I'm always looking for new recommendations. Also, while I have no interest in the new, like, Xbox or PlayStation, I am fascinated by the Playdate, the little handheld thing with a crank on the side. Uh, it goes up for pre-order in a couple of days, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just intrigued by the whole weirdness of it, and I would love to hear your thoughts, if you have any. Thanks. Keep up the awesome podcasting. Love you guys. Thanks, Emily. Yeah, thanks a lot. So what would you say, casual games? So what are some of your casual hmm, games? I, I know what I think the ultimate casual... I would maybe even say this is the best video game of all time. Tetris? Tetris. Yeah. I mean, the best casual game. It's, that's probably the, the ultimate answer. I agree. Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking like Bejeweled was one I really got into mm-hmm. for a time. Um, I loved all those pop cap games. Angry Birds? Typer Shark. What was the one you played that was like Dungeons and Dragons meets poker? Oh, hell. Was it called dragons oh, and poker it was, it was something like that yeah swords and poker or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, yeah that one was pretty cool where you had to play like uh you had to fight monsters by drawing winning poker hands <laughs> it's pretty um, interesting so like i don't do a lot of gaming on my phone anymore mm-hmm. but i've definitely throughout the ages become at times obsessed with different phone games like i i definitely like a lot of people had my time with Angry Birds. Oh yeah. Um I played a game before Angry Birds. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like the medieval version of that. Like where you had a catapult and you were launching things at a castle. Oh. It was it was the same thing. Angry Birds just basically took that and put like a really shiny coat of paint on it, mm-hmm. made it real accessible for everybody. Smart um, up. Now, I don't know if this like I don't know if this would count as a quote unquote casual game. But you can play Slay the Spire on your phone mm-hmm. now, can't Yeah, you? you definitely can. And I would say that there's a, a little tiny learning curve to it, but, you know, it's pretty accessible. I think that's a game, like, if if anybody is looking for uh, something to play casually on your phone, you should check that out. That's definitely a good one. Another one I used to love was Diner Dash, which, I, which was like uh, I played in the flip phone day. And it was just kind of like where you're playing a, a like a server at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and you basically just it's you kind of have to like seat the seat the diners, and then they you go seat some more, and you go bust dishes, but then you have to get back to the table and get the order and bring it to the kitchen. And Almost like, overcooked, ass. exactly, but one player kind of deal. Yeah, those were fun. Um, so you know, throughout the years, I have given I think every single 
Star Wars mobile game uh, a spin. And one of the best ones ever was a very casual game called Tiny Death Star. That was a I love spin-off, the name. This, uh, spin-off of, a, I think, a game called Tiny Towers. It's, it's down now. When De- Disney took over, I think they lost the Star Wars license and had to discontinue the game. But it was just like, yeah, you built a little Death Star and you know added stuff to and and it would invite like you could have different characters show up and then they would live on the death star so you could get you know boba fett and things like that and it had this real cute like chibi pixel art style graphics tiny death star was the fucking best it's a bummer that it's not around anymore um i also got into because of my brother-in-law goose i got into the collectible card game racket on phone so like there was one i think it was called maybe it was called ragnarok online and it was like you you got cards it's almost magic-esque you played against other players and you open card packs and you could upgrade cards and stuff like that it was definitely one of those games where like oh i've put in some time and oh they really want money from me now don't they where they make it really hard um fruit ninja (laughs) <laughs> fruit ninja was cool i played some fruit ninja for sure um words with friends does that count i think that's oh do you want to hear a funny words with friends story <laughs> Sure. so i'm man i'm i've got my strengths but i'm not the smartest m- smartest dude in the world and one of my strengths is definitely not spelling and when Jesse and I first started dating, she was way into Words with Friends. So we played a lot of Words with Friends against each other. And she would consistently whip my ass. <laughs> to the point where one time she got legitimately angry at me because she thought I was letting her win. <laughs> and I, I had to explain to her, no, I'm trying here. I'm trying my hardest. I'm just not good at it. One of Jesse's favorite fucking games in the world is Scrabble. So, and one of my least favorite games in the world, Scrabble. I'm just doing this to try and uh, virtually hang out with this cute girl I'm dating. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll play some words with friends with you. She'd be, and she would be like, why did, you, why did you do that? Why did you play that? That was stupid. Why did you play that way? I was like, I... She's like, you're doing this on purpose. I'm not. I'm terrible at words with friends. But you should have played her in Street Fighter. <laughs> After, oh, whipped hey, her ass in Street should, Fighter. Hey, come over. Why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? Like, all you had to do was do a Hadouken <laughs> quarter circle punch. See, it's not so easy, huh? is it? Huh? <laughs> huh? Are huh? you letting me win? What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. Like, she beats me in fighting games. <laughs> So, it's you not just a can't given. Win. I just, it's a, it's not always a given. Mario Golf, she beats me in. You did great in Halo last night. Maybe it's because she doesn't play Halo with us. She vault the top of the leaderboards. <laughs> it, it was you know she's always like I I'm I'll never play Halo. I'm never gonna play Halo. She's like that's I'm just I'm not good at it. I, she's tried a couple of times and she gets frustrated. <laughs> And then, yeah, that's what would end up happening. We'd all be, be top, playing top ten anime mysteries. Be like, <laughs> she, 
who's this crazy we don't know who this is on our team but yeah. they're kicking ass <laughs> yeah that's what would end up happening is we play like a big team and it'd be jesse's first game and i'd be like you guys i got 18 kills and jesse would be like huh 37 kills two deaths <laughs> is that good plus plus 35 <laughs> accuracy 98 <98%? laughs> that's what would happen uh. That's what would happen. 98%. Uh, so the last thing, are you familiar with this Playdate con- console? That I've heard of it uh, from an uh, Australian podcast I listen I to. I think it looks fucking cool. It looks really cool. So it's like, um, you know, it almost looks like a Game Boy with a crank on the side. And I, that alone, I think, is a neat conceit. But the other thing that I think is neat is that it's going to have seasons of games. And the first season of games is 12 weeks long, 12 weeks long, 24 games, two games a week. And you don't like they've announced what the games are and who's developing them. Um, but you don't know what games are coming out what week until that week when you turn your console on and it updates. I think it's um, priced reasonably at one hundred and seventy nine dollars. It seems like their pre-order process went fairly smoothly. I did, I saw people being like, it's a little crazy, but nothing, not like the Steam Deck or the PlayStation or the Xbox. And it wasn't because of lack of interest, because they sold twenty thousand in the first twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't end up getting a pre-order for one just because I had just pre-ordered the Steam Deck. Same, and, yeah, that was my purchase as well. I might get one eventually, <clears throat> but do you get to keep the games? Yes. Okay. Cool. And then I what I. So they're calling this the first season of games. I bet you they'll do a second season that you probably have to pay for. Pay right. for the second That's season. Fine. It comes with the first season right, of games. Right. And then, you know, the the idea of different developers using that crank and different gameplay mm-hmm. things, I think that's cool. It's a neat idea. Yeah. It, to me, that is so much more appealing and cool of an idea than the... Tommy Talamico. Yeah, the, Tom, the Intellivision Talamico. <laughs> the pussy fart Talamico. <laughs> That's way more appealing to me. I agree. So yeah, I, I think the play date's cool. And I did see, I mean, obviously this this voice message is a little old. We've been saving it, but I saw that Emily got a a um pre order in. Good. So I would like to hear her when yeah. when you get it in your we'll hands. Have her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think of it. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Do a play date episode. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, buddy. That's all our voice messages awesome. and, and emails. I want to give quick shout-outs to Nick because he uh, he complained that we didn't mention a game called Kid Nicky on the uh, Nintendo podcast, which he was a big fan of. And, Go figure. Uh, okay. Also, my friend Jeff uh, wanted to shout-out a game called Sector Z as well from the Nintendo. Okay. So, you know, it's no problem. If I, I like oh. that people are like, hey, well, that's the thing. Games? We, yeah. we even say in the episodes, I'm sure we forgot something. Mm-hmm. What, what are your favorites? Yeah, and both I, of those games I played in love, and it I, just, you know. I could not believe that I forgot Road Rash. In <laughs> oh, the no, Sega same. Chance. That's such a classic game for that. And, yeah. and one of my favorite people, people, Chris Fresh, is the one to remind me of it. And I was like, oh. And the one dude, I was like, man, this episode, like, I know people are going to like it, but I know one dude's really going to like this episode, and that's Chris Fresh. <laughs> and then I let him down by not bringing up Road Rash, a game I fucking love. Yeah, man. Iconic cover. The, I have the failed chain. you, Chris Fresh. I have failed you. <clears throat> Anyways, um, guys, if you want to be part of our next 
uh, listener-guided episode, send us your emails or your voice messages to highpotionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you haven't already, leave us a five-star review, and you could be entered into winning a gift card to your digital store of per... per- <laughs> so close. <laughs> digital stir- store of choice. I don't even know what I was preference. Maybe what I was going to say. Who knows? <laughs> um, and follow Steve on Twitter at Stoned Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Podcast, and you can follow the podcast at Blue Harvest. Uh. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You have several podcasts. Okay. Okay. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stoned Cobra. <laughs> follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow our podcast at High Potion Pod. And. Uh, I got to take a break because something's happening. Something's happening. Synapses are not firing correctly. Get Let the Evangelion take us out. Oh, so, okay, I'm down with that, but I want this Evangelion to take us out. That's fine. Just okay. So we, you, because I don't want to taint your opening rendition. <laughs> I, I, buddy, I'm not, like, I had to cover my eyes because I was so impressed. <laughs> yeah. This, I memorized that on the way over here. This is also an excellent jam from Evangelion. There's oh, a new soap. This is an excellent <laughs> ad. This, there's, there's a, a new soap. soap. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here we go. Okay. There's an Ellen. Oh god. No. Okay, here we go. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Trust from those